0: Welcome to Sharks After Dark, favorite podcast about the Old Miss Rebels. It's Monday, January 29th, 2018, the fifth Monday of January, but we're not really going to count the first one. It was New Year's Day, so not a true Monday. Still, five Mondays in a month, that's, that's kind of a long one. I'm definitely feeling this uh, this long January, but we're back to talk about all different types of Old Miss topics. Um, not necessarily a, a busy week in the world of Old Miss, but there's, there's plenty to talk about as well. We're going to talk about recruiting. Uh, basketball continues to limp through the season. Baseball is just on the horizon here. Let me bring in my co-host, John Stefanchik, on the line. How are you doing tonight, John?
1: I'm good. Six days from the Patriots playing the Super Bowl. Everybody around here is all jacked up for it. Really?
0: So. Okay. So they still they still get jacked up even though it's business as usual.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I, think just I, guess,
0: I guess that's like Alabama fans. Yeah. Like They they expect it, but at the same time, they're still proud of it and want to remind you of it at, uh, at every turn. What do you think on that subject, before we get too far, what do you think about the Alabama players clowning on the UCF players? I don't know if you saw this. I think the one I saw was Damian Harris on Twitter. You know, for to me, it's a little. It's just a little classless. I mean, who really cares if UCF calls themselves the national champions? No serious Alabama person
1: didn't thinks even that. win win the championship of their own state. Exactly, exactly.
0: Alabama's not undefeated, so I mean, whatever.
1: Uh, I, if that they makes forgot you forgot how to snap the ball in the fourth quarter against the <laughs> rival, that <laughs> happened. If it makes you feel better
0: as a as an Alabama player to to tweet at UCF because they want to call themselves the national champions. I mean, go right ahead. I guess that's your prerogative. But uh, seems like punching down a little bit to me. But
1: uh, hey, fo- hey who, do, who cares? Football's dying. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it is football. Well, football was dying until Vince McMahon stepped in last week, bringing the XFL yeah, but then,
1: back. yeah, but then the uh, this whole NCAA thing with Emmert, I think probably counters that.
0: The NCAA, what thing? Sorry,
1: the whole NCAA thing with Mark. Well, Mark Emmert's ties mm-hmm. to the. Uh, Oh, being involved with alleged, alleged look at me using allegedly without even having to really think about you don't, it. You don't have the to alleged, a, alleged sexual alleged. abuses at michigan state nah, that, you're, you're you're clear that
0: dog that's that's not alleged that's uh convicted that's 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 a thing nasser yeah. has has pled guilty and been sentenced so we can officially say it happened um, yeah, but yeah th- that's about
1: the AD resigning, Emmer mm-hmm. getting a letter, or not doing anything. What Top about is... these rumors that yeah, that mm-hmm.
0: Izzo's on his way out, and uh, Dantonio is the football coach, right? He might be something.
1: If you, if this ends up being like Penn State 2.0, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean,
0: it's the the echoes of Penn State. I feel like are undeniable. It's it's not very far off when you get down to the nitty gritty of what happened, as far as widespread and horrendous abuses that were um, basically codified by the school who wanted to protect their reputation and protect a successful program, not quite the same. Obviously, Penn State football is a huge you know, multi-million dollar endeavor for them as opposed to gymnastics, which is not a revenue sport. But at the same time, obviously, it took a lot of pride in the program. They took pride in having... Nasser as their team doctor, since he was this renowned Olympic doctor, it's it, to me it is very much like Penn State. Um, do you think that they're going to face any type of NCAA sanctions like Penn State did at least
1: at first before they were reversed? Well, the president's one of their boys. It's kind of a
0: right. So that's of, that's the story you're getting. At, right? That right, that Imbert knew about this. I I forget the year I saw, but it was a long time ago when it was first he was told that this was going on and did nothing about it.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it was twenty ten. Yeah, so eight years ago. Jeez, bad. I mean, think what do we this.
0: expect from the NCAA?
1: I, and I, I sent this text out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when. I've, I think I've mentioned it here before. Semi tongue in cheek, but mostly serious. Like I want Hillary Clinton to be Ole Miss chancellor, change <laughs> the culture. You would? And I was thinking. I was. you definitely said
0: that on here. Just clarifying. Continue.
1: That if I mean, she would have gone and found some dirt on Emmert while this whole thing was going on with freezer recruits, but then um
0: i don't I don't follow this line of thinking, I just want to say because it seems like you're you know, getting go you're getting at or, you're getting at the shady Clintons, you know, behind the scenes, blah blah blah. i'm I'm wondering if that's the way she operates, why the hell? Did Comey talk about Huma Abdian's laptop nine days before the election? You don't. You don't. You don't think she had any dirt well, see, on him? Well,
1: your your point, you're make, you're pointing out a flaw in my thinking, I'm which sorry. is why I'm changing who okay. needs to be changed Continue. right here. We need Pam Bondi. Okay, she's lay it out. she's for us. Pam Bondi's a Republican. She's like, I mean, the whole point of Pam Bondi being on Trump's election team was to like go fight fire with fire, and she's actually a Republican mm-hmm. and blonde. I mean. That's the old Miss Chancellor. So you
0: mean she she was maybe the person behind bringing the the Bill Clinton accusers to the debate, stuff like that, dirty tricks, all that kind
1: of stuff. Am yeah, right? You'll think Pam Bondi wasn't tied to that. You
0: know? Well, you know, John, this really just shows how little you've been doing your uh, your message board reading. Because if you read any Sixpack Speak or Elite Dogs, you'll know that the only reason Old Miss didn't get cratered by the COI. Is that we blackmailed all the members individually? You know that's the prevailing theory um, as to why Ole Miss only lost the self-imposed number of scholarships. That
1: is so stupid because a competent blackmail campaign by anyone would have had Emmert in jail before Tunsell ever had the. Tunsil would should have never missed a game. Emert should have been in jail before the incident happened. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's some I'm there's some bless. logical flaws in that in that theory for sure. But I I swear they're convinced of this um, that you're not going to give in some otherwise. That that's the only way Ole Miss got away with it is because uh, you know we're even dirtier than the NCAA. It couldn't have been that the case was kind of weak and predicated on testimony from a rival player that was maybe motivated. That's that could have been part of it.
1: I'm, um, I'm looking forward to the season opener of South Park. What's it coming up here? Twenty two? Where they uh, where they make fun of all the? Where they uh, address all of these uh, sexually?
0: Yeah, get, yeah. All no, issues. You're right. They're gonna skewer. Hopefully, the NCAA. I mean, not as uh, like not like they haven't skewered the NCAA in the past. I feel, feel like the you know, old uh,
1: U.S. Olympic Committee is gonna be in for a beating.
0: Yeah. Well, they should be. I mean, Jesus Christ. They. I mean, you, like it's such a crazy thing, and I don't really want to talk about it too much because, honestly, it's it's upsetting, disgusting. disgusting, just completely unacceptable, obviously. I mean, I can't even find the words right now. But, I mean, the fact that they still want the Olympic hopefuls to train at the ranch facility where all of this abuse happened, it's just just—it's—it's it's unacceptable. I mean, the USA Gymnastics should honestly be disbanded. There needs to be a new organization to fill that role because, I mean— they just—they can't be allowed to continue operation after all the stuff they let Nasser you know, do and protected him through. It's just very upsetting. Um,
1: the Olympic Committee should ban us 2020. I mean, I from you're, gymnastics.
0: You're acting like uh, our our president isn't going to get in a fight with the IOC or something, and, and and order the athletes to boycott between now and then, which I honestly think would would definitely be possible. Oh, anything's possible with him. I mean, didn't he, he? He he thought about boycotting the Winter Olympics. I forget why. Maybe North Korea or Kyoto Protocol or something. It's hard to know, you know, why he was mad about any given thing. Any he, given time, he, who knows? You but just, there was uh, there was talk a couple months ago that maybe we're not going to go to the Olympics. I don't know. So it's, uh, it's it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Um. All right, so <laughs> that's that's what's been going on. Around right, the country, I guess. Back to Ole Miss. <laughs> the important stuff. Uh, the the three-star champs. The, the coach, Matt Luke, recruiting class, numero uno.
1: Is butter coming knife, together.
0: Luke. Go ahead. What did
1: you say? The, the ANSI News Network proclaimed that we're using a butter knife against a bunch of machine yeah, guns. Yeah, I
0: saw that. I saw that. So, um, master of metaphor, uh, Ole Miss reporter Yancey, Por- Miss reporter Yancy Porter. That's a bit of a mouthful with his last name there. Yeah. Um, p- pretty much uh, just saying that. Well, if if you're upset about recruiting, it's because we we can't pay players, and everybody else is. It's it's some sour grapes. I mean, whether to what degree it it really is dictating things. I mean, he might be right. I I think obviously, as we've talked about on the show in the past. Uh, illegal benefits are a reality in high-level recruiting, even mid-level recruiting. Anybody that, uh, you know, could play at a Power 5 school can probably get some sort of a above-and-beyond illegal benefit uh, to, to sway their recruitment. So I also find it hard to believe that Ole Miss is totally out of that game. Obviously, you have to be more careful than you were during Freeze's dumbass days, but that's not a hard thing to do. I mean, don't don't hire... Next to illiterate, no, that's mean. I, I have no idea if Barney can read or not, but don't don't hire Barney Farrar to be a recruiting coordinator. That's step one, to uh to not you know derailing the train again. But that's that's Yancy's excuse is that we got our hands tied behind her back. We are on probation until I want to say 2020, pending appeal. I, I doubt that changes though. Um, so this is a this is a butter knife class, John. What how how are we feeling about this uh this class of of butter knives?
1: Well, I was going to come on here and give a giant rant about how I was wasting my time. Uh, actually, and apologize for saying Luke had a clue what he was doing, but he did get three commits today. So, close call.
0: That was a close. We almost, but but still, talk about what you were going why, to talk why about. Why is Prime
1: Dog not able to get his number one target? Exactly, Cam
0: Jones. Cam Jones to Nebraska. It's a big miss. I mean, the secondary was pretty trash last year. Haven't really recruited a lot of guys that are going to turn that around. Cam Jones would have been a big get. Yeah, I mean, this is this was Crime Dog's number one priority in I mean, this class.
1: Is Crime Dog really? He, ha, I mean, he hasn't had like one or two dudes that he just said, "I'm going to go real in." I guess part of it was fall because he went and did that with with Treadwell mm-hmm. back in what was it, thirteen or whatever. Yeah. But I
0: don't know. Crime, crime Dog yeah, for anyone yeah, that might not know, Wesley McGriff, old Miss defensive coordinator. Go on, John. No,
1: that's Mr. Crime. Why is Maurice Harris tight ends coach?
0: You know, I don't know. I've, I've pondered that question here on this the airwaves no one, no one really knows,
1: but obviously this, he's important. This topic, you know, we, we had a thing where we asked, why did, but does, you know, does Butch Jones still have a job? Mm-hmm. Why do, does
0: Maurice Harris still have a job or why does yeah, he, that's, that's a the new, new feature.
1: Week, I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, that's solid. No, but, uh, it's not just that he is uh, tight ends coach, right?
1: Isn't he also the recruiting coordinator right now?
0: Is he? Hold on. Let I me thought check. That was
1: what the Austin Thomas do is like. A yeah, but he's type.
0: not. He's not happening right now because we're still waiting on the NCAA to give us that waiver. Yeah, hold, hold your breath on that one. Um, what I was told, Austin Thomas is never going to be involved in this class. I have no idea. I don't know if he's even still. Um, yeah. Okay, John, check it out. Check out Maurice Harris's bio on Ole Miss's site. Listed as tight end slash recruiting coordinator.
1: Oh my God!
0: So, yeah, it's it's not it's not just that he's uh, bungling the recruitment of Memphis kids. Apparently, he's uh, got his hands in everybody's recruitment. I'm on the ball oh.
1: everywhere. Mm-hmm. This staff, I mean, the lack of ability to close is just. Oh.
0: Well, that's what you get when uh, you got a butter knife. Everybody else has a machine gun, John. Uh, but okay, so all that to say, that's that's yeah, a little good
1: grab of the week.
0: We're not there. Do you want to do it right now? or do you want to finish this recruiting rant that we're in the middle of?
1: Well, the recruiting rant, I'll we'll figure that. So out. that's a
0: little that's a little encapsulated microcosm of what what John's Cam Jones rant would have been. Um, but to be fair, you know, we should say the reason that it's it's been cut off at the pass it has been a productive couple of days from the commitment standpoint. Had a, had a visit weekend this past weekend. Um, yesterday I want to say Covante Ruggs commits uh, linebacker from Alabama um he's like a 6'4 200 pound guy athletic fast apparently i mean hey you'll take him he's a linebacker wherever you can get him i think it's a three star today uh which like i said earlier at the top of the show monday hamilton hall who's like a guard slash tackle not sure exactly which one he's more likely to play but looking at his size maybe guard commits and then uh later this evening you got juco defensive tackle Noah jefferson committing uh, here's a thought, John. I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I've seen people talking about it online. All these defensive tackles are recruiting. Um, could, could Crime Dog maybe be planning on playing a little 3-4 this upcoming season? I don't know. I think it's definitely possible. That's He ran that at Auburn, um, and they mm-hmm. did it a little bit last year. But I guess we're going to see. I mean, maybe maybe drop your, your defensive end back into an outside linebacker role. I don't know. Uh, on some plays. We'll see. Um, but so that the, the class is hovering around the top 30. Um, I I still have some worries, a, a big concern for me right now um, outside of defense, because, you know, as a, as a casual fan, it can be pretty hard to project out the defensive depth chart. Offense is a little bit simpler. I, I'm worried about wide receiver. Um, honestly, I think the Ole Miss's best bet is something that I never really advocate for because it's, it's so scary at the prospect of getting injured. But I think your best hope, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you kind of want this offense to continue on without hitting a major bump and keep up the wide receiver production, Um, is for A.J. Brown to have another big year next year. Uh, D.K. Metcalf to show some great flashes like he has these last two seasons, but maybe get buried a little bit, get like a third round or lower grade, and say, I'm going to come back. Uh, I'm going to be the showcase receiver in 2019. Um, something like that, I think, is probably your best outcome there. Because if if DK Metcalf and AJ Brown both go to the draft early, Demarcus Lodge graduates, um, you're going to be left with Braylon Sanders, Demarcus Gregory, Elijah Moore, uh, Dawson Knox. I guess they'll have one more year at that point. I mean, the, no, the wide receiver no, so core really no. drops off. I'm just I'm saying anyone that can catch passes with any experience at that point. I mean, you're you're going to lose a ton after this upcoming season. So hoping for, like I said, I don't, I don't say that lightly. I, I don't want DK Metcalf to come back and get hurt and tank his draft stock. I mean, I would hope if he came back, we'd be able to help him get some kind of a insurance policy or something. I know schools have done that in the past.
1: We'd be getting him ready for the XFL.
0: <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh man, this, the the current team, I feel like has a lot of future XFL stars uh, on the roster. If you, if you catch my drift, Um, but yeah, so I'm concerned about wide receiver. Um, I, I'm feeling a little bit better about running back. I think Scotty Phillips might be serviceable. Uh, and then if you get Charles Strong, maybe in a couple of years he can he can be your main guy. Um could be worse. Obviously quarterback feeling good with uh Tom Yu this upcoming year and then Matty Corral having three or four years after that. That that's that's sorted for now. Um so the offense is okay. Would love to to sign Tommy Bush at wide receiver in this class. Um I, I think they're pretty much out of everybody else are going after it sounds like Marquez Ezard headed to Miami um, miles battle to Oregon Michael Ezekiel. I'm not sure but maybe somewhere out west um, and I, I don't know where Tommy Bush ends up I, I think UGA is a possibility for him um, maybe Texas uh, he's from Texas but he's a big like six foot four six foot five receiver I uh, would love for peeler to pull him Um I don't know. Uh, overall, we were talking about this earlier, in the, or before we started the show, John, and I think we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's still a shockingly complete and solid class, given that this is the second year of the bowl ban. This is the year after what was supposed to be the, the absolutely devastated NCAA sanctions. I just don't think we would have expected this two months ago, even a month and a half ago. I think the prospects were a little dimmer. So credit to Matt Luke ahead to the position coaches, obviously it's not over yet. I mean, we could we could finish very very poorly, especially you know given that we have a butter knife and the schools will be trying to close against. are going to have uh, you know, the ability to maybe close stronger if you catch my drift. But we'll see. I mean, it, like at nine days out from signing day here, um, if we talk again next Monday, it'll be a couple days before maybe the picture will be a little bit clearer. But at the same time, I think we know from experience that the night before signing day, the morning of signing day, things are subject to change. Think Jeffrey Simmons. Um, think Drew Richmond. Who who am I forgetting from the last couple of years that's been notable? Think C C Jefferson. I mean a lot of these kids that that take it down uh, to I the wire. So, say it again.
1: Chaim Carter.
0: Oh yeah, Shame Carter. Oh man. Yeah, I wonder uh I don't know. I, what's, what's going on with Alabama recruiting right now? I'm about to look this up because they seem like they're off to kind of a slow start. I'm sure they'll finish strong. but
1: While you're looking that up, this is this is going to sound stupid. Are they recruiting too many, like, four-star receivers? Hmm.
0: you can explain.
1: Like, should they be trying to maybe get two four-stars and have a couple threes as backups versus it seems sure. like they're going after all right. these kind of— Hmm. solid to where they're all you know maybe they're i mean we're versus they just had two of them they really be focused in trying one or two mm-hmm. that's fair it's it's a stu- it's a pretty stupid theory but
0: well anyways. no i mean it, it goes back to one of the biggest knocks on freeze right it was that he he always chased stars and didn't have backup plans um and that could definitely happen to ole miss this year obviously you already signed Two four-stars in this cycle. Uh, I almost
1: want to see them miss on all these guys to see if Luke kind of comes up with a decent...
0: Is able to pull a backup plan? It almost feels like if they miss on Bush and Ezekiel, and like I said, I think Ezard and Battle are already gone. It almost feels like if they miss on all four of those, they might just not take another wide receiver this class, which to me is scary I mean, maybe they got their eyes on some really great kids next year. They can contribute like to freshmen.
1: kid, and then yeah, you,
0: yeah. I mean, try or like look for grad transfers, or I don't even know. I mean,
1: well, the priority would be anybody that can come in early, which you could then offer immediate playing time to and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess, so, I guess the test for a Plan B is going to be safety. We really don't need to do it on receiver. John, uh,
0: while we're while we're talking here, should we should we share some premium content that I just received a, a screenshot of? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not the site that we like the most, so it's okay. Um, so let's see. Oh, this is it YNN? Yeah, it's it's YNN. So YNN says oh, Blake Griffin
1: just got he got traded right to the, uh, the Pistons. Pistons. Yeah, and he right? tweeted
0: a fresh print It's Pretty funny. Um, so YNN, 7.30 p.m. says, uh, hearing it's getting around locally, shirts Texas, that Tommy Bush is going to choose Ole Miss over Georgia, Texas, and Baylor. That's who I forgot earlier. Baylor is 56% of his crystal ball. So that would be great. I mean, I think, I, I think if you get Bush, honestly, this class is looking really, really good. The only glaring miss, if you get Bush and you finish with maybe a uh, Tank Jenkins a guard out of Alabama that's visiting this weekend. If you could finish with those two on top of the guys that are committed right now, uh, maybe maybe get another defensive end or something. The only glaring miss is, is Cam Jones at safety, but I, that's a fairly complete class. I'll be pretty impressed if they do that. I think that would also put Ole Miss probably pushing the top 25. I think they're pushing the top 30 right now. So, I mean, hmm, we'll see. We'll see if that holds. But nine days out, maybe Tommy Bush leaning towards Ole Miss. I like it. I like it.
1: We'll see. You know, if I, if I actually got through this class and the only real miss was Cam Jones and they put together like a decent, you know, plan B, I'd mm-hmm. say, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna be set up well to go to Shreveport next three or four years. <laughs> not get.
0: not next year, pending appeal, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Matt Corral's gonna be he's gonna be Independence Bowl King.
0: <laughs> I me personally, I think Matt Corral could uh could win a Belk bowl.
1: Ooh. I know he might win eight nine games to get to that.
0: I know, I know. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying his, his first year playing, but uh, you know, before his career is over, I could, I could see him getting there. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Yeah. If uh, if there's any calls for optimism, we'll we'll be back on that train. So don't worry. We're just uh, we're slow playing. We're slow playing the coach, the coach Matt Luke. Uh, so we're 32
1: in recruiting per rivals, and Florida's 31. So we're right next to Mullen.
0: Hmm. That seems that seems fitting. I mean, or, considering uh, that old
1: states tied for 33rd, right? It's just a big.
0: Ooh man, big. is that true? There, that we got ahead of them. That's not good for uh, for their morale. I'm gonna check out the 247 composite rankings. I do like those. Um, it, I was I was saying this earlier. It's crazy that the, the two best features on 247, the crystal ball and the composite, are both free. I would never pay for anything else from 247. Just a thought. 247. <laughs> if you're listening to this. Free business advice. Maybe put your most innovative and uh, informative features behind a paywall. Just a thought. So in the composite, Ole Miss 33. Texas A&M 35 with Jimbo Fisher. Maybe he's gonna close strong. Kentucky 36. and then I'm
1: told, I I said the whole – everybody's saying that Jimbo's going to make them elite. Okay, is... to be
0: fair, to be fair, <laughs> only 14 commits. So at 35th, only 14 commits is pretty good. They have a ton of spots left to fill. Um, we'll see what he does. 18 commits. Hold on. Let's look at the their average. Is, it, is that what that is? Right there? Yeah, average out of a hundred. Uh, they're like 88. Is that average? Sorry, I accidentally went back here. So they're ranked 35th. But yeah, their average is 88.91. Old Miss is average 87.2. Let's move on up here. So Ole Miss at 33. Mississippi State at 27. Their average is lower though, 87.21. Uh oh no not sorry we are eighty seven point two so sorry I, I I misread that I thought we we're were eight. Uh, State has nineteen commits to Ole Miss is eighteen, um, Baylor at twenty four, Tennessee at nineteen, Florida at seventeen. So I guess rivals is is down on the uh, the Mullen and Joe Moorhead recruits compared to the composite. Um, who's number one in the composite in your opinion, John? Give me give me the top three if you're.
1: Who do I think's number one? Yeah yeah. If I had to get, uh, Georgia's got to be up there.
0: Georgia's number two. Um, Hold on! I'll give my, you. I'll give you another uh, hint. Uh, top five: one SEC, one Big Twelve, two Big Tens, and an ACC.
1: ACC, the ACC is
0: not who you think. Miami. Yep, Miami at number five.
1: We said George. I said Georgia. Georgia's number two. A, Who's the Big Twelve? Yeah. Um, it's either Oklahoma or Texas.
0: Oklahoma's at 7.
1: Oh, so it's Texas. Texas at
0: 3. And so number 1 and number 4, both from the Big Ten. Come- um, well,
1: Ohio State.
0: Ohio State's number 1. Number 4, Jimmy Franklin. Penn State. Yeah, no, let's say Penn State. Alabama's sitting at 6. Clemson at 8. Let's round it out. Notre Dame at 9. Auburn at 10. So a lot of blue bloods, but not necessarily in the order you would expect based on recent results. Although, obviously, Miami had a great season uh if rick is it's it's so interesting ricked at miami and, and how rejuvenated he seems
1: if i could just recruit everybody within 100 miles of there
0: yeah i think i mean shit how funny would it be if if rick won a national championship in miami after georgia ran him off man i kind of want that to happen now just because it would be hilarious
1: Miami, Georgia national title game next year. That be, oh,
0: that would be fantastic! Yeah, that's what I want now for sure. Um, the butthurt of Georgia losing two years in a row, once to Saban and then to Richt, would just be too good, too good. Oh, uh, Neil McMillan's Washington Huskies at number thirteen—it's pretty good. LSU's at twelve. Harbaugh right at the mediocre number fourteen, and what is this year four? Yep. Oh man, what a what a champion! Uh, he
1: is a level behind Urban Meyer and James Franklin right now. So
0: the class that Jimbo left at Florida State, I guess, plus whatever uh, Willie Taggart has added to it, at number sixteen with only fourteen commits. Same number as A who's at thirty-five. So, uh, you know, it happens. You can't you can't expect to just switch jobs and flip a switch. But um, very interesting. Chip Kelly's UCLA at eighteen. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So that was a good that was a good little derailment there. Um, let's see what were we talking about? Who Ole miss could miss close with? Maybe I mean uh, hoping for Tommy Bush, like I said. I don't know
1: enough about what's left to really comment.
0: Yeah, like I, like I said, uh, close with the wide receiver would be great. Uh, defensive end, and then you didn't take J- Tank Jenkins, the guard from Alabama, on campus this weekend. If you close with them, that's that's very solid. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk more about this next week. With we may Sunday. not do a
1: prediction show this year. It might be a reaction show Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We
1: might the next week's
0: episode might come. Might end up being recorded on Wednesday. Come out with well, night. Thursday the new all morning. the new
1: good revs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: all right. So, John, earlier you mentioned Rebel of the Week, Good Reb of the Week. Do you, do you have a candidate? Do you have someone in mind? <sighs>
1: not really. I don't want it to make it antsy. Okay.
0: No, that's not that's too easy. We're not gonna do Yancey. Let's do Hmm Let's do Sharon Vitter, Jeff Vitter's <laughs> wife. And the reason is because she tweeted a photo of the pavilion completely full of Mississippi State fans yesterday for the uh for the women's game. Uh something along the lines of Still a little bit of room left for students to get in here. Uh, Mississippi State hasn't built it all up, something like that. So pretty cool. I mean, this, this random person that's not even affiliated with the university, shaming the students for not caring enough about women's, women's basketball, like the state fans that uh, traveled in droves to, to see that game. They won't come for any men's sport. That's always good. Uh, yeah, here we go. She said, students, the Mississippi State fans left some seats for y'all yourselves over here to support our lady Rebs, And I mean, she's right. If you, I don't know. Did you see a picture, John of the state fans in the pavilion? They, they were
1: good right now. They got the whole lower ball pretty much
0: all the way around too. I, I saw dude. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I have a better, I have a better tweet about this for you. Robbie Falk, two, four, seven tweeted a video of the state fans taking over the, uh, the Hey song chant. You know, how every school has their own version of the Hey song yeah. chant, obviously. Uh, so Look at this tweet. Go to Robbie RobbieFalk247. Go to his media. January 28th. 796 retweets. 1,600 likes. Scroll the replies on this bad boy. We're talking hundreds of ebullient replies. Uh, pictures of Matt Insel. They're obsessed with Matt Insel, who most Ole Miss fans don't even know exist. Steve Robertson's tweeting a gif at this. And these, these guys live. To beat Ole Miss at women's basketball, I'm almost jealous. I don't think I experienced this kind of joy for any sport. I mean, they're living their best life—22 and 0, I think—in women's basketball. Man, can you imagine, John, if this is a women's basketball podcast? If only Ole Miss was that good at sports.
1: We uh, just... What? What? Well, what will we do with ourselves?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I—I'm glad. I'm almost glad that we're not that good uh, at women's basketball because you know I, I have free time as it is now I, I would just be completely devoted to the program if that was the case I think um, it's pretty important stuff uh, let's talk about men's basketball Ole Miss falls on the road in the Big 12 ICC challenge 85 to 72 uh, Mo Bamba, Texas center was pretty dominant Ole Miss had a had a small chance when he went to the locker room in the first half with a thigh injury but that was short-lived uh, when he was out there he was he was a force to reckon with. And they had a, uh, a big white dude. I don't think he saw the game, John. He might have. I have no idea. Big, ugly white dude with terrible braid dreads. Uh, that dude's pretty good, too. Um, but but rewind a little bit. We talked about the Arkansas game last week. Close loss. Our friend Nelson Miller was there. Close loss at A&M. They, they, got, they did get a 12-point win over Alabama. And the big the big uh, asterisk on this game is that Colin Sexton, that's his name, right, the really good Alabama player, definitely not 100%. Barely contributed in the game. But still, I I mean, RPI-wise and all, that win helps you the same. So that was encouraging. But looking ahead, we are talking about this a few minutes ago. uh, The slate is tough. You got number 11, Auburn, tomorrow on Tuesday. Saturday, you got number 18, Tennessee. You got to go to their house. Um, Missouri, I think, is decent the Tuesday after that. LSU, I have no idea. I play Arkansas again on the 13th. State, I think, yeah, we have to go to the hump to play state on the 17th, and they're definitely going to be looking for, for a win. They still won't revenge for losing in the pavilion when they had a lead the whole time. Uh, you finish it out with Missouri again, Tennessee again, then Kentucky, then Vandy. So Ole Miss right now, what, under 500? They're right at 500? One over, yeah. One over right now. Okay, so lose to Auburn, lose to Tennessee, beat Missouri, beat LSU, you're still one over. Lose to Arkansas, you're at 500. Lose to state, under 500. Let's say lose to Missouri, they split it two under, lose to Tennessee, lose to Kentucky. Even if you beat Vanderbilt, you're still two or three games under 500. Where does that leave Andy Kennedy in year 12, I want to say? What's, what's the, uh, how's the fan base feeling after that? Let's say not even an NIT invite, probably early exit in the SEC tournament. I mean, morale is going to be low.
1: He's he's gone. I think it's just kind of it's time for both You think both Goofy, Goofy to move Jeff's going to pull the trigger for real? Yeah, I
0: think so. Early or does, uh, does Bjork get to get to participate as well? I don't know. I'm. It kind of seems almost... like Bjork's been checked out for like ten months. I
1: think Bjork has less power. I mean, Bjork I have is... not
0: heard much from Bjork about anything in a while. He's just. He's laying low. He, he's keeping a low profile.
1: I think he might have been castrated here. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think maybe he like put out some feelers and some resumes and just heard crickets back, and now he's just depressed. Well, what just is, be, what is one
1: decision that we can look squarely and say that was Bjork's?
0: The last Bjork decision, not having enough water for the Georgia game, right? That's the last one I can think of. Two years <laughs> ago. That's the, yep. last, that's the last time I remember us talking about his decision making. Oh, um, no, I mean, he's athletic director, um, I guess. I He's mean, he, vice chancellor. For sure. Yeah. But I think we're learning now that just means that he has to, he's subordinate to uh, the chancellor Vitter on all decisions. <laughs> is yeah. apparently what that title means. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still, even two or three games under 500, something tells me that it's just going to be the most convenient thing for AK to stay out another year, say, oh, give him one more year. Maybe they fire him, but uh, honestly, if they fire AK after this season, I'm, I'm pretty worried because I do not trust the administration to make a good hire by any stretch. It sounds like, um, by all early indications, that uh, Gerald Turner, right? That's his name, the the, the guy that played. Elson, no, who am I thinking of? What was the name?
1: Elson, is it Turner. Elson Turner.
0: Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Who's Gerald Turner? That's someone else. Right? Gerald Turner
1: was the chancellor that left for SMU, got us under probation, okay. hired Okay. So another,
0: another, uh, another Turner that was a good, a good rep. Yeah.
1: Good um, Was he a good rep? Yeah. I don't think so. So Elson
0: Turner, right? He, he, he is the, the early candidate that people, that people like, uh, Let's see. Sharon Vitter is not a
1: good rebel. We have with a better one than that. But it was funny that we were t- they were going through the whole obsession. I, with
0: I totally disagree, John. I think Sharon Vitter is a is a great rebel. Um, I, I, I think you're you're being too narrow in your definition of what a good rebel is. A good rebel goes and watches the women's team get beat down by state and shames the rest of us for not caring. That's, that's the definition of a good rebel to me. Yeah. Um, And the thing about it is, I don't even know who I'd want to be our coach. Wesson's always talking about some guy. Do you remember who it is? Some some mid-major coach that's an up-and-comer? No. I, I have no know. idea. Um, I don't think Ole Miss is a good job. Yeah, you have, like, a new arena, but as we've already discussed ad nauseum on this show, the Administration doesn't necessarily have your back, or you know, you can't really trust them to make any competent decisions.
1: They've never been committed to competing at the highest level right. off the court. There's no
0: booster network
1: in basketball to speak of. Or more, they tried to do, they tried to get aggressive in football and failed miserably. So mm-hmm. there's no. Not a not
0: a basketball town. Um, I mean, you could. Recruit Memphis, I guess, but it's it's Nike doesn't give a shit about Ole Miss when it comes to basketball. You're not gonna count on them to funnel any recruits in. I mean, I guess the best case scenario, and I don't think it would happen, but basically we we get with Nike the way that State got with Adidas, uh, and the way the way that Adidas gave Howland to State. I guess we could hope that Nike would give us some mid level Nike guy that could get decent recruits, but I I don't think Nike cares about Ole Miss at all in basketball. Um, maybe a little bit more in football just because it's probably more revenue there, uh, for the old Miss fan base, but I don't see that happening. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody wants the job. I don't, I don't think it matters really. If you fire AK or not, you're probably going to be mediocre for the foreseeable future regardless. So whatever, who cares, right?
1: Yeah, but it, it, is it just me, or has kind of the overall give a damn for athlete, Ole Miss athletics amongst the fan base as a whole, just kind of dropped I think off?
0: It's, I think it's down. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's it's kind of cyclical, right? I mean, the you get people get really really up 2014, 2015, the football all of that and it kind of it, it crescendoed with that Sugar Bowl win in twenty fifteen going into twenty sixteen with such high hopes, you know, you got Shea Patterson at the helm and all these these great players. and it's just that that five and seven really took the air out of the room. I mean, I, I think you do have a a big contingent of Oxford people, good rebels, you know, uh, just the the mom, the 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 mom that tweets at recruit set uh, that are very excited about having Matt Luke as the head coach., uh, but at the end of the day, I think even the good rebels, are less excited about really nice guy with a great family, Matt Luke, than they were about dirty freeze at the height of his power when he was, you know, hosting Bible study and sliding hundreds under the table at the same time or whatever, you know, yeah. however you want to characterize his recruiting and his, his gunslinger play calls and all, I think they, they still probably would prefer that if you could get it back without all of the baggage. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say in all of this is it's down, but I'm sure it'll come back at the first sign of life. Um, because at the end of the day, most Ole Miss fans, most college sports fans really uh, are desperate for some type of affirmation outside of their uh, their personal lives, especially in the SEC. You know, you, you talk about other parts of the country, it's probably less severe. But I, I think SEC fans are looking for a uh, validation from their teams for the most part. And when your team's not giving you that, like Ole Miss fans right now, uh, it's easy to just kind of disconnect and, and, and pretend you don't care about it until you have the opportunity again. That's, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I guess. So here, here's my good rep of the week. Okay. You know, if we agree, we can, we can, we'll just do it this way.
0: We don't have to agree every
1: week. Robin Tannehill, good rep of the week. Mayor of Oxford, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I,
0: in all seriousness, I, I do think that she's probably going to do great things for the city. She's already extended the bar hours to 1 a.m. every day, right?
1: Can I, we stop hailing that as some monstrous achievement? Well, I mean, it's an it achievement because it hasn't been done yet. Just it's like hey, welcome and said, "Let's be slightly less stupid today."
0: Yeah. But someone still has to do it. I mean, yeah, yeah but you're right. Whoever replaced Pat Patterson was probably going to do this stuff. It's common sense. All right. Why Fair is enough. she your good rep of the week then? What's your what's your reasoning?
1: Just, she seems like a good rep. She we never we've never honored her for getting the bar out.
0: <laughs> I love of I love how my pick of Sharon Vitter, backed up by a timely tweet, wasn't good enough for you. But, okay, Robin Tannehill. Okay, all right, all right, I like it. I like it. I agree with you. She's definitely a good rev, and part of that.
1: There's um, no logic to, who, like, who's a good rev Coach from Matt a football, football player standpoint. Yeah. Well, like, Bo Wallace is hated, which makes no sense. No. I mean, you can look what he did. He gutted it out. Be it like uh, Andrew Ritter, he's a good rev. Oh, well, he
0: beat LSU one time. Yeah, even though he. What LSU had like three picks in the first half that game or something? I mean, it was, it was all Ritter. it was all Ritter for sure. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. The good the good Rebel football player. It's almost I mean, at a certain level, it's like a PFT joke almost that it's just the white the white players for the most part are the good Rebels. That's that's part of the good Rebel set. That's the Taylor Polks. And uh, you said you said Ritter, but like the Dawson Knox guys, like that, that are just the gritty players, the gym rats, whatever superlative the the commentators put on them. Um, yeah. But then you also have the good rebels that are like, uh, obviously AJ Brown's a good rebel, right? Here's yeah. here's a here's a debate, John. Uh, Laquan Trowell or AJ Brown? Who's who's the who's the better rebel? I think it's got to be AJ, right? Yeah. Because AJ he snub state. Uh, he's probably better than Laquan, will probably be better in the NFL. Um,
1: AJ helped galvanize and lead a team in a messy situation and went and won in Starkville. hmm And he stayed in. Laquan. He, yep. Let's see here. Laquan let a locker room get out of control in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, his fault. <laughs> Uh yeah. he also broke
0: his leg. How dare you, Laquan No, I'm just kidding. Come on. I, even for a podcast that uh, is this tongue in cheek, I, I doubt our fans will uh will stomach jokes about Laquan's injury. Obviously that was a low point for a lot of old Miss fans, including myself. Very tough night in the vault that night. Um So yeah, not too much of a debate there. Alright, so you got your good rebels of the week. Mine's sharing bitter, John's Robin Tannehill. Uh, we're here at the end of the show. Here, should we touch on a little bit of baseball? Obviously, not a ton of news. Uh, earlier today, I think uh, Greg Kessinger sprained his ankle or something. You know, wait and see how se- how serious that injury is. Obviously, it's better that it's happening now instead of in the season, but still pretty worrisome since uh, you know, without Kessinger at shortstop, I don't really know how the lineup looks at all. I guess you move like Olenek there and you move somebody else into the outfield, but. It's a mess, messy situation for sure. Um, Kyle Watson, maybe. What's what's Kyle Watson up to? He's still on the team, right? I don't, Kyle I don't, Watson. I know. They're, that's a name you don't hear every day. He's been around forever. He can play shortstop, though. He the can play every The
1: real news is they're going to have a, whatever, like a fan thing to like open up to kick off right field or whatever. How about that?
0: It was a controversy, CSU. right? Because they're not allowed to set up in right field yet because of construction. Oh, that's a Ross Bjork thing, right? Ross Bjork made that decision. There you go. We should give him credit where it's due.
1: Year of the fan, they're going to have a student kickoff right field. It's yeah.
0: Cool, I guess. I mean, whatever. I don't really care that much about right field at all, honestly, anymore.
1: Uh, it, as, it fell so hard. I wonder what the. Uh, I'm kind of curious how they work the land shark in a baseball game. It's
0: so stupid, man. It's going to be
1: some dumb land shark tradition.
0: I, yeah, I guess the land shark makes a little bit of sense in basketball, you know, like blocking it or whatever. But, yeah, in baseball, it's just, yeah, yeah. This is why the mascot is oh, stupid. Speaking guys. of
1: basketball, you see the, uh, we, we need, okay, we shit, we do shit on Bjork and them all the time. Whoever right. came up with the uh, Marshall Henderson jersey.
0: Yeah, the shirt yeah. is sick. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Kudos.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah, that's, that shirt's awesome. Would love to get one of those. They got to build a damn statue of Marshall Henderson doing that outside the pavilion. I'm be, dead serious. That would be amazing. Troll, he, Troll University. And
1: Sean, he, it can be he and Sean Toohey. <laughs> They're the only two people that, like, led teams to SEC conference titles. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Just them. No, Marshall they, did. Marshall took that team. And he took it over. I mean, you had great contributors and stars like Murphy and Reggie. But without Marshall, they did not have an identity. They did not have, you know, an emotional leader. He, he built that
1: damn building.
0: He took it over. Yeah, He. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. I would love a jersey-popping statue. I think we do have to talk again, though, about the poor quality of the Mount Rushmore statue or whatever. Like Steph Moody's was bad enough. Marshall Henderson, it looks like uh like Eminem like cracked out. I have no idea what they're going for. That have you seen this? Did you did you see the Marshall Henderson statue? No. Okay, but do do you remember the the Steph Moody one and how bad it was? I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of this so you can see. Yeah, remind me. I guess I I guess like when you're printing up these plastic sculptures for a giveaway, you can't really get like a. A good resolution or something, but good well, lord. It depends
1: on the quality or whatever. I mean, whatever a- they
0: spin on these, it's too much because it, they don't look anything like the people. Like, I mean, I'd like to have one just because they they look so stupid. It's so bad. Um, let me see here. Computer's being slow. It's uh, not too surprising. Let's see. But yeah, that's 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 our next uh that's our next campaign, John. It's gotta be after we get Table Cobbleson as the actual fan of the week at some point, Marshall Henderson statue in front of the pavilion. It's yeah, a, that's
1: since a there's this point us trying to have a live black bear anymore as the mascot.
0: Yeah, that's messed up. I, I guess we could get like a little shark tank or something. I don't I don't know. That's our best uh, hope at
1: this point. Stupid. Atlanta Shark's stupid.
0: I agree not a fan uh but hey the uh the students voted on it john so i don't know how you could
1: oh i don't even want to hear this
0: <laughs> no 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 it was it was totally legit there was no inside job at all uh the students made this decision
1: hey everyone was included in the process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what matters that's the important part death
1: the said so what a clown you
0: think anybody that listens to this show... I guess show,
1: that, that, that does support the argument that the Vitters are good revs That they would just totally taint a process like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It, so, yeah, it's very it's very uh, good rebel of them to just unilaterally good. make decisions for the rest of us. I mean, that's, that's what Archie would do, right? Like with Freeze?
1: Hey, Archie loves all this.
0: Yep. Yep. Can't argue with that. Um... Well, I'm trying to sit in this picture, but it's it's going poorly. My computer's being very slow, so I'll I'll leave that alone for now.
1: Um Why doesn't Marshall Henderson have a stat I mean that that's a serious point. I mean Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I just found it. Honestly, it looks just like it looks like the the Steph Moody one. Like it's the same face, but this time it's white it's like a white person hairstyle instead of the, the braids that that Steph statue had. It's just, it's, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. All right. It's not letting me go. Co- it's a video apparently. So it's not letting me copy the picture, but let me uh, just, uh, well, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to send you a link to the tweet, review it in your own time. It doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not an urgent matter. We'll, we'll continue on with the show. Um, so we talked about how AK probably is not going to finish or 500 this year. Talked about recruiting. Baseball on the horizon. I think the when first. When does series, softball
1: start? we I think it's Winthrop.
0: Been. I want to say like the week before baseball. Maybe don't they do that kind of like the staggered a little bit? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, softball preview show got to be got to be coming. Especially after I uh, I blasted state for liking women's basketball. It's only fair that we uh, become a softball school. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I have to I have to read up on softball. I don't, who can we ask? Is is Weston still a big softball fan? I feel like last season he was into it. Might we need to we need to get someone to uh, to do their softball. This actually research.
1: feels like the perfect thing to have Wesson cover for us. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's
0: like our Russell Johnson. Yep,
1: yeah, he can do it.
0: Oh man, uh, but yeah, we kind of we we exhausted our topics for this week. We had some spirited discussion that I think um, you know you can. Can never get too much of that on a, a hot take podcast like this.
1: Conclusions: Maurice Harris is a rig, the rig system. when you get take care of that. He's
0: the good rebel of the week, every week.
1: Uh, no, he's the bad
0: rib. These these shifting definitions. It's hard to know what's really good and what's really bad. But
1: what do you exactly? Do? That's the beauty of it.
0: That is. and that's that's called moving the goalposts, and it's never failed us. Um, yeah. In conclusion, Maurice Harris still has a job, recruiting coordinator uh Matt Luke Luke looks to finish his first class pretty strong. We'll see. Uh we'll see if that that holds. Obviously, everyone that hasn't already signed in the early signing period can completely fall apart at this point. Nothing is guaranteed. Um but we'll see. We'll who's be following on the
1: that. Mount Rushmore of old Miss hoops. Who who's top so
0: I, four? I it's a it's a good question, right? I think what old Miss Basketball ended up doing with this was like the Mount Rushmore of the Andy Kennedy era, right? So it was like Marshall Murphy chris warren i want to say and uh i'm forgetting moody is it moody too yeah yeah, yeah of course because i gave the statues right? yeah yeah moody yeah that. yeah um, i mean
1: Thebus would be candidate
0: are know. we doing all kennedy or all time i don't know
1: Yeah, in all time you, all time you would have glass Lewis, johnny newman johnny newman right marshall two of the guys gerald glass
0: yeah. And then I don't know. Maybe Chris Warren still.
1: Yeah, sounds about
0: right. <sighs> well that's how the show ends, guys. Not with a bang but a whimper. Uh you got anything else you want to add this week, John, before let's let's just let's go ahead and say next time we talk to you, it's gonna be Wednesday. If that works for your schedule, John, I think it will for mine. We'll we'll break down the signing class, see who Ole Miss actually gets, maybe compare it to Freeze's last class, look around the country some more. We'll have clarity on where everybody finishes up. But, you know, we got an idea of that today looking at the rankings. Um, So plan for that, uh, assuming our schedules permit. But uh, that sounds like a good idea to me.
1: Um, so, so the uh so the Indians are removing Chief Wah- get rid yeah, of Chief Wahoo. But they're gonna wait.
0: They're gonna wait a, a year so they can sell some uh some final merchandise. This, the fair, yeah, exactly. they, this is the Chief yeah, year. <laughs> the year of the Wahoo. That's
1: key. That's what key. Uh, last we'll go out on this. What is your Super Bowl prediction?
0: Ooh, good good one, good one. Um okay, so Super Bowl what, a week from today, right? It's on Monday?
1: No, it's on Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. Super Bowl. So why am I thinking that? I always national is championship. Ser- game is course. that a
1: serious question?
0: Well, Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. I was thinking national championship game is on Mondays. For some reason, I was thinking they would do the same thing. as Man, Super
1: Bowl. If you're not living in the middle of SEC country, because you get the Super Bowl exactly. and college football championship. I don't game know if day. you
0: know, John, but the Patriots and the Eagles, they, they don't get too much talker on these parts. People don't really follow that too much.
1: East Coast bias.
0: No, but you're right. That was bad, obviously for Super Bowl Sunday. I think the, the worst part about it is I've recently made this mistake. I just I just had this like in the last two weeks, uh, where I was like That's this a solid protest day? to the NFL. Is to forget the day the Super Bowl's on. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty good. And, and I already won my fantasy league, which is most important. So uh, you know, that's how I that's how I watch. I, I'm just getting excited for the X F L man. That off season minor league football. Uh, with no protests, no criminal records—that's gonna be the good shit. That's that's gonna be the pure game. I'm hoping to see some fullbacks. You know, let's let's run some wing tee. That would be that would be ideal. Um, all right, Super Bowl prediction. Kind of want to pick the Eagles. You know, I don't really think Foles can necessarily pull that off, but at the same time, it would be it would be great if it was Wentz. Still, I'm definitely picking the Eagles. Um, as it stands, let's. Let's say that the, the drama inside of New England's locker room has, uh, has gotten too much to sustain. Eagles by seven. I think I know who you're going to pick, John, but tell me what you think.
1: I was thinking about picking Philly, but then you pick Philly, so
0: i you know. <laughs> I ruined the content. I think it's smart for you to pick the Patriots as our... 24 uh,
1: Pats, yeah. Our resident
0: Nor'easter. I think that, that's, that's your duty. Um, yeah. Although it would probably be funny for you to see your your surrounding Pats fans disappointed, right?
1: I think Philly's going to make this closer than people think because the Philly is very good at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm.
0: No, they're they're really good. I watched them a little bit this season because uh, for fantasy purposes, I had some different players on there, and they're 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 very good. Obviously, if you watch that game against the Vikings, they just completely boat raced them. Um, I don't know. I think Pats the inside uh, Gillette. They're probably a little worried about it. Um, we'll see. Hopefully it'll be a good game. Um, I will be watching despite the fact that, you know, I obviously don't care so I forget that it's even on a Sunday, but, uh, we'll watch that. We'll talk about it probably on Wednesday. Like I said before, when we break down the signing class as well, talk a little basketball, probably push the baseball softball preview back to the week or two after that. But those things are on the horizon as well. Um overall, you know, just uh, if you're interested, keep listening. Um, we'll keep coming back and talking to you and uh, giving our shifting definitions of what is a good rep, of, you know, how incompetent is Ole Miss' administration. There's um, a spoiler, very, uh, you know, these are the kind of topics you can, you can get every week on Landstriks After Dark. Um, John, thank you, my friend, for being uh, on the show with me tonight. Always appreciate that, and I uh, appreciate, you know, you being here to tell me stuff like your uh, important stuff like that, that I'm gonna forget um let's see normal plugs there's a website that has not been updated in like a month since we switched off of uh the old site but uh, like i talked about last episode soundcloud if you search landstarks after dark you can listen to all of our shows there obviously we're on itunes stuff like that you know how to find the show you're listening now for the last 55 minutes so i'm not too worried about you finding it um so we'll end it there guys thanks for listening uh, we'll talk to you again on wednesday let me get you in the right position Okay. She was a booger bear. Yeah. Sweet, but a- okay.